Hi, I'm Alan. Hi, this is Dionysus. Hi, I'm Kyle. And hi, this is Breaker, and you're listening to Magic Hour, a podcast about all things Treasure Dow. Hey guys, welcome back. How's everything going? How's it going? It's going pretty uh pretty good for me. Not bad at all. Um pretty good stuff to talk about today, so I'm excited. Oh yeah, no, we've got a loaded show for sure. Dion, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um coming off of the bankless live YouTube. Uh I'm pretty excited. Oh yeah, and we're gonna hold off because we're gonna get into that in a second. But um any news and notes, guys? Uh What's going on in your neck of the treasure world? Yeah, I have um, one uh, important thing for news and notes, and that is a a new, uh, I guess, mode of communication for the treasure DAO. And that is the, uh, it's called the Compass. Um, mm-hmm. It's an inaugural treasure biweekly news, newsletter. Um, so the very first issue was published on uh, last Tuesday, Tuesday the 5th. And here they're going to share behind the scenes updates on what the teams are doing across the treasure ecosystem and also a recap of major events that took place the week prior. So it, it'll be super interesting and very informative. Is this an official treasure Dow newsletter? It is awesome. I I'm happy that they did that. I think they really needed something like that. Uh, seems like the team is getting more organized by the day. So that's really awesome to hear. Absolutely. Alan, what about you? Um, well, I mean, this is a pretty, honestly, pretty thing for just Treasure as a whole, and you know, specifically Battlefly. Well, Battlefly, uh, Battlefly just posted on the uh, Twitter not too long ago that the Battlefly Treasure now holds three point five million magic and is worth more than one percent of all magic that will ever exist. So that's pretty big. That is pretty big. You know, just kind of just shows the crazy support for just Battlefly, and not only just you know that, but just you know their project as a whole and what they're trying to do it's pretty cool honestly and pretty that's pretty crazy yeah and and i think we also heard on that um bankless podcast that they helped bootstrap the treasure dow itself to yeah. the tune of something like uh six million or something like that yeah exactly yeah i mean i don't know how many people realistically knew about that but that that's pretty big and you know how ben was really you know founding treasure even before battlefly was even there so it's that's that's pretty big honestly and that's a pretty big thing as uh for you know just the entire battlefly community itself and not only that but treasure as well yeah no absolutely i agree dion you wanted to add something there yeah i, I tuned in late to the that i i did not know that the that ben had been involved even before battlefly and that makes me even more bullish on the battlefly project well i think i think it was when he was getting when they were getting started with battlefly is what it sounded like um but yeah no they're they're all in on treasure and i think that that's really good for the ecosystem uh my my news and note topic uh is kind of personal to this podcast uh we uh potentially have been talking with a uh, digital production firm uh, by the name of Dig- Digital Strategies, and uh, they might be assisting us with uh, some audio production. So if you're out there in, in Treasure World and you listened to a couple of our recent episodes and and had some concerns about the audio, we're, we're looking to improve on that incredibly. So uh, I hope that good things come from that. They are also Magic Maxis. So, you know, we got to keep it keep it uh tight you know 
tight in the community, but um, they're they're also involved with uh, Magic Dragon Dow, and uh, I think they have a, a good amount of magic staked in the Atlas Mine as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of that. And then uh, two things personal to me. Um, one is I've been tracking my treasure bag right now on OpenSea. Uh, the treasure bags are down to 0.16 ETH. So I'm still up on my purchase because remember, I purchased it for 0.15. Uh, and the uh, Unbreakable Pocket Watch, which is the rarest item in that treasure bag, is down to uh, 80 magic. And that's about 0.07 ETH at, at current prices. So uh, we're doing all right. We still don't know if it's going to be migratable or not, but we're we're still doing okay. Uh, and the last piece is, is Guys, my Legion Genesis just finished finished his summoning, and I'm nice. ready to reveal it. What do you, What do you think? What do you think? Did you Did you use a a prism of any I sort? Di I didn't use anything. I got lucky enough that I was able to successfully mint, or excuse me, summon an auxiliary Legion because I think at the time that I was doing the summons, it was at twenty percent. Maybe even nineteen percent. All right, luck seems to be on your side then. Let's let's hope for. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty lucky, honestly. I think uh, I think you got something in store, to be honest. And I mean, just I feel like today was a pretty good day, just with a lot of stuff going on, pretty big, mm -hmm. you know, announcements as well. And I feel like it's gonna be nice to see you pull something on a good day like this. Well, it was a common, but it was a spellcaster. Ah, I actually spell don't have. I don't have a spellcaster yet, so that's pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Hopefully soon we'll we'll realize that spellcasters are the rarest. Right. Mm. Now, this spellcaster can quest immediately, right? Just can't summon. Yeah. 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 Summoning sickness for like seven days, but everything else is kosher. And I mean, I guess I can't summon another legion yet because I don't have enough magic uh, with my GL. So I'm just going to send it questing right now. Was it what number was that with your Genesis legion? Uh, that was number four. I think. Okay, so you're you're one away from needing to to acquire some balancer crystals. That is correct. That is correct. But whatever, it's still still good. I now have uh, six auxiliaries, a recruit, and a regular legion genesis. That's yeah, that's impressive. That's nice. That's yeah, good. I'm excited. We all know there was a bankless interview with Garp. Peter and John uh, from the Treasure Dow team, basically the the leadership, if you will, of the Treasure Dow team. And Bankless is a very, very popular podcast, or I guess space, if you will. They're on YouTube. Um, I think they have over 174,000 on their main Twitter page. On Twitter as well. I mean, not, sorry, not Twitter, YouTube. They have about 144,000 subscribers, which is, you know, Pretty good as well. Aspirational go goals for he us here at the Magic Hour podcast. Definitely. The the way the podcast started was they uh the host David Hoffman interviewed John, Peter, and Garp, and the first thing they did was they talked about what is magic, what is treasure DAO. Um, how do you think the treasure DAO team fielded this these questions, those set of questions from David? Overall, I think. You know, just my touch-ups on just generally the that episode. You know, just that that stream, that podcast. It was it was good. I like the answers. Um, they were very they were very reflective, but at the same time, very informative with what they were saying. I guess they um they you know they really were trying to deliver a message as far as I believe of what they're trying to say within the podcast. But at the same time, you know, try to keep it as original and try to keep it as clean as you know as they usually do for anything else whenever they're talking about things. I agree and. What I will say, though, is 
I felt that they could be they could have been a little more concise. Exactly. Uh, I found that they kind of were getting in the weeds a little bit. And I think for folks to who aren't in treasure or in, in magic, trying to understand the flywheel aspect and all the different ins and outs and how it all feeds the ecosystem. I think they need to have a really good kind of elevator pitch style way of describing the whole thing. And I don't know if they're there yet. And maybe it's difficult because obviously there's so many different pieces that make it work. But I found that if you didn't know what they were talking about, it might be very confusing to an outsider. Exactly. That was my opinion. And, you know, you're 100% right about that as well, because, you know, treasure and just being on L2 specifically is not just your red, you know, just your regular cup of tea when it comes to NFTs. There is more stuff that goes into it. And, you know, there's a within that branch, there's many other branches that have to bridge onto that as well. It's 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 a very, you know, it's it's very complex system on, you know, just the way everything works inside of it and just, you know, how the way they're building on top of it as well. And definitely if you're someone who's getting new within the NFT uh, spaces in general, you know, even just new on L2, um, it, it does take, you know, a good amount of just knowledge in terms of trying to get your head around with everything that's going. And I mean, they did, obviously, Treasure did hire their marketing um, person on their team not too long ago. I forgot her name, but hopefully, you know, there's somewhat coming out with something that could, I guess, explain things in more of a simplistic way and just kind of really help everyone else understand just, you know, as many people as are bringing new into the community, just really help them get a grasp of what we're doing and, you know, what Treasure is all about. Because in the end, that's just going to help Treasure as well, right? Being every, every, if being able to understand the concept of everything, it's just going to help you explain it more to when you're talking about it with new people, bridging on more things. So in the end, it's just going to help treasure as well. But... I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And, you know, I think the marketing person that they hired is helping. And I say that because John actually had a really very professional picture uh, on his on his YouTube on this call that they were on. But also, I think that the messaging coming out of the treasure DAO has been more organized. You know, we talked about just uh, earlier the Compass newsletter. I think that there's oh, and the fact that they they were on the Bankless HQ podcast. I think all these things point to the fact that there's someone kind of steering the marketing ship, which is very important for notoriety and for keeping this uh, project in the public eye kind of thing definitely and at the same time you know they could always add on more and who knows maybe uh maybe magic hour podcast might end up even being the official treasure podcast hey hey let's do that i love that (laughs) um but let's continue so in in the podcast they talked about treasure and bridge world a little bit because they were trying to get david or david was trying to understand how treasure works and and all the different projects on there but then they dropped the bomb. They started talking about small, small brains. John said that small brains were his most important project. He kind of went through the genesis of how the project started. He talked about how he was, he launched it at 2 a.m. and everybody thought he was hacked. I really enjoyed that story, by the way. I didn't know that story. Um, but after this, they started talking about small coin. And like I said, they dropped the bomb and they announced that a whole slew of L1 projects, including Anonymize, Kaiju Kings, Bears Deluxe and others are going to be joining, uh, are going to be generating small coin. How crazy is that, guys? That honestly, when I heard that, that was that was that was big. Honestly, that was that was fucking crazy. Honestly, um, I mean, I'm so excited because I personally have some anonymized 
Um, I think it's a great idea for all these projects to get involved. And something that I noticed that I was talking with Dion about earlier was that all these projects are on-chain pixel projects. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. that there's something there as well. Uh, we were theorizing if maybe EtherOrgs will be involved. We're not sure. Um, it doesn't. I I'm guessing they're probably not because I feel like the Treasure Team would have really kind of pushed that as like the marquee project. But oh, we didn't even mention Llamaverse is on there too. Llamaverse is also a very big project. I think their NFTs are going for four ETH right now. That's so right. so we'll see we'll see what happens because there might be some real market dynamics going on if if each one of these projects produces the same amount of small coin then it's much cheaper to buy say an anonymized or bears deluxe than it is to buy a llamaverse so you know it's going to be it's going to be interesting to say the least see how all that pans out we don't have a time frame i know that they're going to drop some more alpha in the coming days to kind of give us or maybe even weeks to give us more information about all this stuff but it really was uh very interesting to hear all that, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. Although we did hint at it in, I think, the previous episode when we were talking about the fact that John was reaching out to other projects, right? Wasn't that only a week ago? Yeah, it, it was. And like we said, it's going to bring a whole lot, a whole bunch of new, unique wallets and interest in layer one money into the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Nothing but positives from these partnerships. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that gets me into the next big bomb announcement that they dropped, which was they're thinking about creating their own chain, which would be free of any gas, not free of any gas, but kind of operates similarly to the way Cosmos and Osmosis blockchains work. And for those of you out there who don't know this, John Patton works for the Osmosis blockchain. Uh, But essentially how these blockchains work is they have validators uh, there's really no gas involved in transactions there. Everything is very seamless. I don't know if you guys even have used the Osmosis Exchange on the Cosmos Network, but it is so seamless and everything happens so fast. Like it's almost instantaneous. Uh, I'm kind of excited if that's the way they're going. I think it's a perfect, um, a perfect fit that John works for Osmosis because I think all of the benefits and I've heard so many people sing Osmosis is praises because of how seamless the the interface is how how quickly everything occurs all of these things you really need for uh, games to to function right because you're going to be doing a lot of transactions you're going to be uh, interacting with a whole lot of different user interfaces and I, I think it's an incredibly niche and specific fit and we're very lucky that he has all of this expertise and i assume colleagues who are probably extremely supportive of it yeah i i agree with you there I I think that they have great vision and a really strong team at the top. Yeah, no, you guys are both right, honestly. It's I don't think that there would be any better fit than John specifically to, you know, help work with just everything that's going on within Treasure and, you know, just the framework and how they want everything to flow and, you know, just again what Dion was saying about the interface within it as well. It's just going to obviously it will take time for them to help com you know, build upon this and help upgrading and keep um, working on the interfacing and stuff like that but it's in the in the long run again it's just going to help treasure as you know they help bring more people onto this you know the servers are getting more clamped and you know just the overall just system and just how treasure works and we already seen we've already seen it as well right especially when we're minting mm-hmm. especially during the earlier times as well super fast transactions never would see any um delays 
everything is done within seconds, right? And that's yeah. all, again, one of the things that we love about Treasure as well. It's not like, not going to bash on OpenSea here, but, you know, they, we, we definitely have, all of us have had our share of problems on OpenSea. So. Hey, I, I mean, I'm using Looks Rare at this point. I don't even really sell on <laughs> OpenSea anymore. I'm all about those juicy rewards. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But uh, I definitely just wanted to touch up again just on the um, first main announcement too that they kind of made about all these projects earning small coin. And I think this is, again, I think this is very big. And as much as everyone else said as well, just this is the, again, coming back to the factor of we slowly, again, are seeing hints and hints of just Treasure really kind of doing the things that they said they wanted to do in terms of, you know, first thing they said, they really wanted to focus on their core narrative of what they want to do with Treasure, which is make Treasure the Nintendo of the metaverse. And now we can see all these projects, you know, really building that structure for Treasure, really helping them build that strong foundation that Treasure really needs to help ex- escalate within the future. And, you know, we're starting to see that all pick up now, which is really, really good. And then, you know, they said realistically that not only that, but the community itself also offered. And, you know, I'm 100% sure that Treasure has seen this way back before everyone else noticed it as well that you know we really can't have treasure just the treasure community just piggybacking themselves on each and every project and just running around in circles we have to have you know we have to expand the community we really have to bridge on more communities onto treasure itself and you know not only the treasure team is working on us but the community is trying to help you know bring this out as well and again with the announcement that we heard today about these nine other projects that are going to be also earning small coin is you know it's big it's big and this is comes back to the factor of them really nailing down the things that they said that they wanted to get done and this is again just another hint of that as well and yeah and and they're taking their time exactly to build right and they're not just rushing into these things and i think that probably is frustrating if you're like it's it's probably frustrating when you're in this space and you see how fast things move and you're like, man, I wish they would deliver. But we have to also recognize that it takes time to build and you want to build right and you don't want to build with uh, holes as we've seen in the past. So them taking their time, I'm, I'm fully supportive there of that. Exactly. And uh, yeah, sorry, I don't think it was nine projects though. Just wanted to clarify no i think i think i think, it's I think they said no i think they said it was going to be nine projects they so, didn't okay list yeah all, they didn't list all of them they yeah, said so it was going to be they nine disclosed, projects. they disclosed floor but i think mm-hmm. in the treasure discord announcement that's where i think i'm remembering where it came from that they yeah. said they're going to have nine coming into the uh small coin but I, oh, don't man. quote me on that i'm not too sure about that i, I won't but i think it was nine also uh, the last thing that I wanted to mention that they talked about, and this was something that David Hoffman brought up at the end because one of the things that he did, and we're going to link this interview uh, in the show notes because I highly encourage any of you out there to watch this particular episode uh, because obviously it's about treasure and the team talked about some great stuff. But towards the end, David kind of wanted to sum up his thoughts about treasure and he he said to the team, he's like, you guys are building a nation state, basically, is what it sounded like. And he described it very succinctly. He said, you have a community, you created your own currency, and you're now building out the infrastructure for this whole project. And it made a lot of sense. And it's it's really true. They are building a nation state, kind of. And it's it's interesting to see where that will go. And who knows where it's going to take us. But I'm pretty excited about it. I think it was an apt description. And I thought the interview was really great. And I don't think that they were over enthusiastic or over promised anything. 
or kind of really exaggerated the success of the ecosystem. You know, I think they were very humble in what they were doing and they were just kind of um, telling it how it was, which I would, I really appreciate it as well. Completely agree. I, I, I think that what they've done is like, it's incredible. They, they've built something out of nothing. They've created this new money that this community has been extremely latched onto. And there's hardly any pride in John's voice. Um, they didn't overpromise anything to your point. They almost seemed to be defensive about the things that they talked about um, in a way. Um, and I think that was really good. Um, uh, I think I think that the types of people that would talk like that have a whole lot to, to show you. Like very they, they do. And you know what else was interesting? Uh, Hoffman mentioned that, you know, he was like, where are your Web2 leaders? You know, he wanted to know... Where are the team members who are going to help you build this? And the team even admitted, they were like, yeah, at first we didn't have those members, but we they've recently joined the team and they have a plan. They have an organizational plan. They were really kind of happy that that question was asked. And it also felt like they are maturing, right? I think a lot of projects in this space don't have that level of maturity factor, which they need if they want to get over that first hump kind of thing. And it was really interesting to not only have Hoffman challenge them on that particular piece, um, which I think anybody listening would say, yeah, that's a really important thing. You guys need to have that. And having them say, yeah, we hired those types of people they're getting involved. They're helping us build this the right way. They're all smart people. They're coming from the Googles and the Amazons and, you know, all the tech companies, the big ones. So uh, I think that that also was really, really nice to hear. And again, I appreciate Hoffman bringing that attention, bringing that to the attention of the audience. Yeah, the the dichotomy between kind of that, that John painted between Web 2 being a little bit more slower, um, maybe insinuating it's a little bit more process oriented uh, as compared to Web 3, which is like build, ship, iterate as quickly as possible. And, and both are needed in this space. But for the, to your point, the ecosystem and the community has grown and matured so much that we can't be shipping at the same levels as they were back in August or fall and winter of 21. So it's right. it's great to see that they not only noticed that, but they've been building and organizing internally for quite some time. And I think that we are about to experience the fruits of that labor pretty soon. Okay. So now let's get to the most important question of the hour. Are you buying magic here and or are you waiting? Personally, I am still waiting. I, I know Flow State, when we first interviewed him a while ago, said magic marches to the beat of its own drum is not necessarily relying on macros. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, even though I know Flow State is a much better trader <laughs> probably than I am. Th that being said, I think macro markets allowing magic has a, a, a great short term to midterm ahead of us. If not, I'm still bullish long term. Oh, for sure. I, I'm bullish long term as well. Um, it doesn't seem like they got a bump yet from the podcast. But, you know, maybe not a lot of people have listened, you know, it's late at night, maybe they haven't gotten to their computer, moved some crypto around. So I think we're going to see a slight bump tomorrow. Um, and then maybe even some more after that. I think we go up to probably 350 before this run stops. But we'll see what happens. I think I think now is a good time to buy if you ask me. Yeah, honestly, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, 
personally, I, I'm still holding on some liquid magic as well. Uh, I probably actually might think about buying some more. Uh, personally, I think I am going to just wait a tiny bit longer, just in, you know, just until they uh, start kind of releasing more things, possibly. Because again, mm-hmm. in the long run, we hit literally an all-time high at $6. So we are, again, we are relatively lower than that right now. So if you're thinking about this in the long game, again, you're still early. Whether you buy it at $3, or whether you buy it at 4 whether you even buy it at 5 in my opinion. So... It's like honestly, I'm fine with buying either or, like either or at this time. I'm not necessarily swing trading it. So again, I'm just gonna most probably hold on my magic as well. But yeah, definitely, especially after hearing this, uh, you know, this again, same thing I was talking about earlier. It really does help push just the um the structure and just again really building on treasure and really showing that they want to create a strong foundation. And I guess this is really uh paving their path for the for that to really um you know become a success. So just like we did last week, we're going to kind of touch on a whole bunch of different topics that have occurred over the past week in Treasure DAO. Uh, first off, I want to talk about some magic-related topics. One came from one of our listeners talking, uh, who asked us to talk about Magic Dragon DAO and this idea of mercenary capital. Shout out to Nikomoto uh, from the One Discord who gave me this really good explanation about what's going on. But basically, uh, the simple explanation about the concerns that people have for Magic Dragon DAO is that people sell their Legion Genesis and treasures since they don't really need them to boost their missions since they're joining Magic Dragon DAO, which already has the best treasures and best Legion Genesis in their pool, which makes a lot of sense because you're going to earn your yield regardless. You don't need to have the Legion Genesis's or the treasures, and uh, you're getting all the benefits of those legions and treasures. Now, if you ask me, I still I think it's a good thing that we have these types of derivative projects that are coming on the scene because I don't think Magic Dragon DAO is going to be the only one. And I think that competition is good. There's always going to be a good, healthy competition. Now, there is something to say about the fact that me personally, I don't have a big stack of magic, nor do I have all the really good treasures or legion genesises. So maybe it does make sense to be in Magic Dragon DAO as opposed to um, staking in the Atlas Mine myself. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Um, personally, I you know I really love what Mag- uh, Magic Dragon DAO is doing. Um, honestly, if for the people who are listening, definitely go read their uh, definitely go read their you know documents. They just the entire way they you know flowed their system of how they want this you know kind of mine and their staking mechanics working. I think it's really really good. And the end, you're still getting this like you know same result that you get to you know uh, stake your magic and end up you know having emissions for them. But just the entire system and just the flow of how they created this, I think was absolutely genius. I think the people who are working behind this are also very, very intelligent, and they get—they really do gain a true grasp of just the tokenomics, systematics of how you know just magic flows within the ecosystem, and I love it. I love it. Uh, and you're definitely right about you know seeing a lot more in the future as well. I mean, a main key concept we might even end up seeing are just all these guilds, right? Uh, we could definitely see a lot of these guilds, you know, really bringing in their pool of the NFTs that they're holding that will help you know, increase the percentage of the emissions. And again, this is just the one way for all the other people to you know push onto that and really incentivize that because in the end, it's just helping as much as it's helping us and, you know, the guilds and the uh, DAOs themselves. Overall, it's just helping to keep the just flow state of just the 
you know, this magic token itself. Keeping just the entire circulating supply, just everything just flowing in a nice orderly manner. And at the same time, just really providing for the LP and, you know, just keeping everything going at a go. Well, well it's funny you bring that up because they're in providing for the LP, I think they can also create a market for balancer crystals because if they're collecting magic on their own, then they can start turning, uh, funding those LP pools and creating balancer crystals and distributing them possibly to their members. Yeah, honestly, I think that's a great idea. And I, I have no doubt in my mind that we might not even end up seeing this somewhat soon because, mm-hmm. again, I talked about this earlier as well, you know, probably on a previous episode, but I feel like balancer crystals really do, uh, you know, incentivize on just the long-term aspect of the project, you know, what they really want to show. And again, for the people who don't know too much about balancer crystals as well, um, definitely go read more about it and listen to the previous episode. We covered yes. it. Yeah, we we took a pretty big dive into just what they're doing. So definitely go listen to that as well. But honestly, actually, it's just uh, no go. Uh, I was just gonna say, just in general, like if if they do, uh, I mean, probably when I'd say someone really incorporates that, we would really see that picking up as well. Because again, provides for the liquidity, provides for the entire so tokenomics and just the utility of treasure itself and again just keeping everything flowing in the flywheel systematic that treasure wanted to since the beginning yeah and i'm surprised that they didn't bring it up on the podcast because that would have been something that would have been really easy for them to explain a lot of people would have gotten it because liquidity is always a problem with these projects and you know i think that that was like a home run that they kind of whiffed on if you to take the baseball metaphor mm-hmm. no definitely that would have been nice to see. But, you know, not even just from the treasure community itself, but again, the community might even end up coming up with something like this as well, right? right? So That's true. The other thing that came up, and this is just recently announced, uh, there was a, they announced a magic exchange is in the works. Uh, and for those who don't know what I mean, uh, the treasure team is creating a AMM, automated market making exchange uh, for treasure, uh, excuse me, for magic to trade against other stables and possibly Ethereum. Uh, I mean, this would essentially eliminate their need for sushi altogether. Yeah, and I think it eventually could become uh, a pillar of their new their new chain that they're creating as well. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because people create balancer crystals by creating sushi LPs, the treasure DAO becomes the owner of the sushi LPs. And so they're just gonna be able to take the whole thing and move it to whenever they launch it. That's a really good point. There's going to be no friction for that because they they own it. And, yeah. Huh, that's really smart. Oh, yeah. No, these guys are doing great things for sure. Uh, last thing, Magic Treasure related in the marketplace arena is, uh, I think, Alan, you provided this information. Trove has now listed four official Trove partners. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, again, apart from Treasure, Trove, Trove is also picking things up. You know, we're starting to, again, now see official partners being listed on Trove Marketplace. Uh, I, I mean, you know, that's it's really good to see not just something being magic denominated, but something ETH denominated as well. So, again, just overall building treasure. That's the main concept I love talking about is just, again, how they're building and what they're building with and what they're doing to build. And right now they have four projects that are officially listed on treasure. It's going to be Birds and Blades, Elephants, Project Flip, and small lizards and i'm pretty sure again these projects definitely have a good amount of things going personally i do know i knew a little, know a little bit about project flip and small lizards and i do know a slight bit about elephants but I don't do know too much about birds and blades but again definitely gonna see 
good things coming on. And again, just seeing how they all somehow integrate with Treasure and, you know, just what they're going to be doing in terms of just the utility that they want to provide. And again, just helping expand just the entire community of just Treasure. That's not community, but again, just the ecosystem itself. And these are, again, always come back to it. It's really good to see how they really want to really follow the statements that they made before and, you know, what they really wanted to get at. And it's good that they're really falling with their ethos, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's it's all really good stuff. Uh, one notable mint this week, uh, Samurai, Lost Samurais. Is it Lost Samurais or just Samurais? It's Lost Samurais. Lost Samurais was minted. I feel like there's, is there a Samurais also, or is that the same one? I think that is the same one as far as I believe. Because I'm seeing Samurais on Moby. They minted on L1 also, right? Uh, yeah, so Lost Samurais minted on, on L1. Okay, so then, then it's probably the same thing. I believe so. Yeah, uh, yeah I didn't, I, I'm not too sure there is another Samurai. Right. Uh, right now at current prices. 0.074. Yes, 0.068. You are correct. And it's interesting. There are certain Samurais that you buy them, they're staked when you buy them. So, Or maybe you can't buy them if they're staked, but their picture changes because they're staked. Um, but... It's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. I think there are a lot of people who are hyped about this one. I don't know too much about it, so I'm not going to go deep dive into it. But that was the one of the um, pretty big mints that we saw, or one of the most hyped mints that we saw this week. Uh, the other one was Smithy Dow. I think they were uh, they've announced some raffle ticket um, pass that you can mint as well, guys. I don't know if you've done that one, but it's only five magic, and I recommend it. Definitely, and. You know, just apart from Smithy Dow, I've been hearing good things about Lost Samurais. Again, I don't know too much about them as well. Uh, I should be because I do happen to have one myself. But, I mean, I'm holding mine still. And, you know, I'm hearing good things about Lost Samurais. And apparently they have a lot of big things coming up as well. So, you know, I'm excited to see what they got going on. And definitely got to get some information on that. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, finally, um, just a small little discussion topic. Alan brought this up. Uh, he's trying to decide if he should buy another small brain or a small body. I think this is a great topic of discussion because I think there are a lot of people out there who are probably going through a similar decision right now. Uh, if you don't know, uh, small bodies are, I guess, at approximately half the price of a small brain right now. Um, and the reason that we were going to discuss this topic was because they both produce small coin. That's kind of changed over the last couple of hours because we just found out that a whole lot of other projects are going to be producing small coin. But um, Alan, you had some time to think on this. What is your decision? Are you going to go with a small brain or a small body or both or neither? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I was in the dilemma for a little bit, honestly. I was very uh, two-sided. I guess you could say I'm still two-sided. And honestly, I think I'm just going to leave it to the uh, community. Honestly, just the listener to decide for me. So uh, for anyone who's listening, honestly, tell me what I should get. I'll leave it up to you guys uh, right now. So I have two options. I buy one small brain or I buy two small bodies. Um, right now, small brains is at uh, 1,949 magic. So 1,949 magic. And small bodies for one is sitting at 870 magic so and the reason why i guess you could say i'm double-minded kind of is because they both have their own you know good aspect in things as of, i mean again as breaker said they both are going to be uh, earning small coin and on top of that as of right now 
they do have the exact same utility as well. So in terms of that, we have not seen anything too substantial change within what they're going to actually be providing. So, yes, utility-wise, you're right. I think so that our listeners can make an informed decision for you, Alan, but we might want to give a, a brief pro-con for why small brains or why small bodies, at least from a somewhat unbiased uh, perspective. Just quickly, I I think utility-wise, if you're more bullish on the utility of small coin, you should try to maximize your exposure to small coin by buying the most amount of NFTs that you can that will eventually generate a higher volume of small coins. So that would be an argument for small bodies. Small brain, however, was the first project of the tomb and has always traded at a high, at a at a premium in comparison. So I believe breaking that trend may be difficult or at least achieving equilibrium in price um, may be difficult. That's my two cents. So you know, I agree with good insights on that sure. Uh in terms of them you should equilibrium, I mean a lot of people are still bullish on body pin half because realistically there is again nothing that could be that much honestly. If they're providing the same utility, the only thing I guess you could say would would change the floor price to some extent would be the PFP um, aspects of things because realistically, small brains is favored more bodies are. But in terms of supply, I mean, you know, there's only 62 listings for small bodies. And, you know, the floor, it is, of course, you know, the, I mean, right now, apart from just the uh, one of ones, the highest listed uh, small body is for 3,969 magic. But who knows, we might end up seeing this pick up in the future and, you know, 62 listings is not a lot. So if we end up do seeing another pump like we saw back in the closer to the early times of small brains, we might end up seeing, you know, people really realize that small bodies aren't too different from small brains themselves. Yeah, that's fair. I, I could definitely see that, especially with utility uh, around the bend. I, I, I could see small bodies as a, as a great introduction for new community members that are brought through from L1. Uh, who are looking to gain more exposure. 100%. 100% agree with you on that. But uh, yeah, so honestly, comment in the uh, Discord if you guys want. Um, you know, which one you guys are on Twitter. Honestly, whatever, whatever uh, platform you guys would like to let us know, I'll be checking both of them. And, you know, let me know, uh, let me know which one I should get, guys. Either two small bodies or uh, one small brand. I like it. I like it. All right, before we get into the final segment of this podcast... I want to just put the question for the raffle out there. Uh, we have two small potion whitelists to give away, courtesy of Alum, our uh, good buddy here on the podcast. And the question that I want you all to answer is, what is the treasure, the T3 treasure that I received from one of my recent quests in Bridgeworld? I, list, I named it at the beginning of this episode, so... If you've been listening, you should know it by now, but you can always jump back to the beginning. But uh, that's the question. What was the name of the T3 treasure that I discovered in my quest? First two answers on uh, Twitter will earn the whitelist spot. Uh, all the information will be there. You probably know it already because it's going to drive you to listen to this podcast. So check it out and uh, good luck. So, guys, I know that last week we did a uh, Treasure Dow sentiment survey. Uh, we did it again this week. Uh, the questions are slightly different. We appreciate all the listeners out there who uh, assisted us in answering these questions. Um, we're gonna go through this. We're gonna go through this the same way we did it last week, guys. I'm gonna tell you the question, and I want you to 
give your thoughts and then guess what the audience thought. Uh, we had 18 responses this week, down from 31 last week, but I'm hoping that uh, we start to get start to see some more responses. I think with all the news that's coming out, we're going to see a lot of people flock back to the ecosystem. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens over the coming weeks. But let's get started here. Um, first question was, what's your general feeling on the Treasure Dow ecosystem today? If you remember last week, listeners, this was scored at around, I think it was four. I think it was like uh, 3.94 maybe even four and a half, something like that. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think it was an overall positive sentiment. Right, right, right. So Dion, where are you feeling this week? And what do you think the audience said? Well, I have the luxury of coming off of the heels of that YouTube video. So my my response is definitely higher than what it would have been, uh, say three, four hours ago. Mm -hmm. But I would say I'm at like a three or a three and a half. And I would imagine that the community is probably staying pretty, pretty uh, similar to what they were last week. So uh, around that 3.8 range. Okay, cool. And Alan, what about you? Oh, um, yeah, Alan, what about you? Well, uh, you know, for me personally, I was already at the highest since the beginning. Um, sitting at a five, but we're going higher, baby. We're going even higher than a five. We're taking it to the highest it can go. I know, always going to stay bullish on, you know, a treasure and just everything that's going on. Not letting my hopes ever come down from this. Keeping it up like they've always been. And, uh, you know, especially with today, I definitely see this putting a big smile on everyone else's faces as well. You know, getting that treasure community amped up. And not just treasure community, but getting a lot of other communities amped up now too. So, I, we best be seeing a lot of more people hopping on treasure. So, going to be, going to be nice to welcome a lot more guys, you know, just coming into our family but as of right and now gals, and gals and gals yes and gals and but yeah honestly for right now i'll probably be saying that people are sitting around that you know low to low to mid four low to mid four and alum you're turning it to 11 yeah pick let's go to 11 honestly let's keep it at a 10 you know so we hit that 10 ETH mark let's keep are, it at a 10 you, are you familiar with that joke by the way let's turn it to the, 11 this is Spinal Tap. Did you ever see that? Ah, I didn't even realize that. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's an older joke. Yeah, um, I know. I might be. I might not be. Uh, you know, too too uh, fond of it just yet. All right. The uh, next question on the survey was, where do you primarily get your treasure down news? Um, Dion, where do you get your treasure down news from? I think I know the answer from both of you. Yeah, uh, no other place than the one for sure. That's my answer too. Uh, Alan, what about you? Uh, yeah. Again, mine would be the one, but at the same time, Twitter is a big thing for me too. I'm always on Twitter. Uh, love joining the spaces with all the other guys, you know, just Sunny, Peachy, Arcanic. Um, you know, love getting their insights on everything as well. It's always nice. And Twitter's a big, big one for me. You know, yeah. a lot of people post a lot of information on there. Definitely start following all the, um, you know, fall small, fall small, uh, fall, fall. Small follow small. There you go. There you go. That's a tongue twister for everyone. Small yeah. follow small. You heard it here, folks. There um, you go. But uh, yeah, definitely go follow everyone else there. You know, they always post very, very um, critical information on there. Right. And honestly, for people listening to you, let's just hope that, you know, Magic Magic Hour Podcast is also on one of your lists now too, guys. So. Well, I, I'll give you the results. Um, so the choices for this question were Treasure Discord, other non-Treasure Discords, Twitter, Magic Hour Podcast, Instagram, YouTube, newsletter, blog, or other. And overwhelmingly, guys, it was the Treasure Discord with 44.4% uh, of the respondents saying that. Six, uh, excuse me, 33.3% said Twitter. That was number two. 
Uh, other non-treasure Discord came in third, and number four with five point six percent was the Magic Hour podcast. So we got we were number four, guys. That's pretty good. Not bad That's at all. Good. All right. Next next question on the list was how would you rate the latest updates to Bridge World activities? I know there haven't been much changes, but we since we've been playing them for the last couple of weeks, you might feel differently about them than you did last week. Uh, Alan, where do you, where do you stand on Bridge World activities on a scale of one to five? right now uh i mean honestly it hasn't changed too much for me um because realistically we haven't seen again too many changes with bridge world even you know just apart from the uh the uh podcast earlier today that we all uh streamed into I, as far as i believe i didn't really catch mm-hmm. any information with changes to bridge world no. um, so i'm probably going to be sitting where i was last time as well which is probably going to be around the uh threes range as far as i believe i think it was a three that was yeah, and- last time and what do you think the respondents said? Uh, I think it's, you know, stay about the same as well. I don't think, you know, not, nothing's really changed too much. I feel like personally, not until we receive some type of patch notes or some type of update in terms of what they want to do with just the, uh, um, you know, just the systematics and just the framework of just Bridge World and the game and just the numbers and of everything as that's working. I don't think we're necessarily going to see too much of a change unless we see that happening. So I think everyone's just going to be on standby until... We see something come up for Bridge World. Thank you, thank you for that. And Dion, what about you? Where where do you stand on Bridge World activities one to five? Yeah, um, I would say probably a two. I'm still pretty unhappy about pausing crafting experience personally. Uh, as mentioned last week, it is a um, necessary punishment or harsh truth. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. And what do you think the uh, the respondents would feel? How do you how do you think they're they're feeling right now? Personally, I feel like general sentiment has had a slight uptick just in anticipation of what's happening in Q2 because Q2 has always been discussed as b- both in roadmaps and more casually in, in discords and on Twitter as uh, a quarter of events. And I, I, I do think I do think that is true. So I think people are just getting their hopes up, cautiously optimistic, and that's growing. Right on. Uh, I'm honestly, I'm pretty happy with the way things are going in bridge world, but I'm also not like a very big user in bridge world. So I really just enjoy the questing. I think it's very nice and passive. You know, I come on every day, set my guys to go questing again. I like the reveal mechanic. I'm always anxious to find out if I got any treasures. I'm not even that disappointed. If I didn't, I just send them out again. I'm like, find me a treasure next time dudes. But, uh, I'm, I'm, you can put me at a four, maybe even a five. I'm I'm pretty satisfied mm. at the moment. Nice. Uh, that being said, the respondents overwhelmingly were negative, and on average, it's about two and a half. Uh, not too happy with uh, where Bridge World is at at the moment. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say they're like angry, you know, like Reddit, you know, pitchforks are out kind of thing. But uh, it seems like uh, the graph is on is trending towards the low side, and you know, people want to see more. So. Don't fret, Dion. Everybody's in your camp. Is that a, that's a downtick from from last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely correct. But it was already it was already at like three and a half, so they were kind of like lukewarm at the time too. Yeah, uh, we can take that as acceptable variance for 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 two two survey for sure for sure. Um, all right. The next question was related to uh, our discussion topic earlier. At this point in time, would you buy a small brain or a small body, Alum? Uh, I know that you've asked everybody to reach out on Twitter, and folks still do if you have an opinion here. But um, we're just gonna—we already know how you guys feel about this, but we're gonna let you know what the respondents 
said uh what do you what do you think was first what do you think was the the main choice and the four choices were a brain a body neither or both i think i think that they said brain like hands down okay and what about you alan yeah honestly brain or both brain or both. brain or both okay well overwhelmingly excuse me i want to say overwhelmingly i would say the majority said brain with 44 percent but right behind it in 30 with 33 percent of the vote was neither so it was either brain or none yeah i was surprised too interesting all right next question was uh which recently launched or upcoming project are you most hyped about uh i don't need i don't need to go through you got your guys choices again because i know we covered them last week but uh the choices this week were seat of life battlefly smithy dow samurais castle dow so we spoke about them last week realm small potions and magic dragon dow uh what do we think guys last week it was battlefly battlefly is still on this list um but where where do you think the respondents stand this week if it's not battlefly still i think the market is wrong okay uh personally for me i think it would either be battlefly or small brains just in terms of the news that we heard today okay well small brains wasn't on the list so we're gonna give you battlefly (laughs) yeah give you battlefly that that's twice in a, that's two weeks in a row. <laughs> that's just that's just how you really imagine. want you yeah. you really want small small brains to just I'm pop just, off, don't you? I'm just that bullish on small brains, yeah. guys. What can I say? Well, truth be told, it wasn't Battlefly, Dion. Uh, although Battlefly came in second, uh, the overwhelming majority was Seed of Life. Everybody's really uh, looking forward to Seed of Life, which is kind of cool too. Uh, in third place was Realm, and in fourth place was Samurais. Uh, and those are all the projects that actually got votes this week. Um, all right. This was a good question. Last week, we asked a question about where do you see the magic price? And we left it open for anybody to put whatever number they wanted. And we got all sorts of answers. And it wasn't very good data to to report on. So this week, we changed it up. And we just said, do you think it's going to be well above the current price, slightly above the current price, at or around the current price, slightly below the current price, or well below the current price? Um and so we said, where do you see the price of magic a month from now? Uh, Dion, where do you see the price of magic a month from now? I know that we just heard the bank list, so you're probably feeling like we're pretty good. But wh- what do you think? Yeah. And, and regardless of bank list, I, I do think that uh, April is a good month for Smallverse. I think John Pat or not Smallverse, the magic ecosystem, generally speaking. And John Patton uh, tweeted, he was like, April, like, Fudsters will get BTFO or something like that. And I, I, I agree. So uh, above current price. Right on. And I hear you there about John Patton's tweets, but I wonder if part of that is related to them being on Bankless and making that announcement. Uh, yeah, it, it very well could be. I don't, I, my personal take is I think the, the treasure team has been burned from making announcements and then not delivering before. As, as do most uh, companies that do that. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's not a unique problem to them, and I also would argue it's not. It wasn't really a severe problem, but there were people that got used to the volume and the expediency at which they were shipping things in fall and winter of last year. And when that slowed down, as it needed to, FUD started to come in and uncertainty, like a fear, uncertainty. Fear of the D stands for um, doubt. Doubt. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> All that came in, and I think that they they took that lesson to heart. And now that when they speak, they they mean it. And not to say that they didn't mean it before, 
but they have confidence that whatever they're saying, they'll be able to back up in a reasonable amount of time. That makes sense. Now, um, what do you think the sentiment from the respondents was? That's a really good question. Macro markets permitting, I, I think a lot of people don't know. So I, I could see this as a coin toss in, in terms of, is there is there an option like in the middle, like around the same price? Because I, I would yeah. actually choose that one as, as yeah. the general market sentiment. At or around the current price was one of the options. Yeah. So that that's what I think the community put. Okay. And Alan, what do you think? Uh, you know, you don't kind of split it all, honestly. So where do you think the where do you think the respondents are at? You you agree with Dion at or around the current price as well? Uh, I think it's gonna be a big month. And you know, as as much as people are claiming it's going to be, if you know Treasury ecosystem executes as the way they've been saying it, I have no doubt in my mind that things are gonna pick up very, very quickly for Treasury. And yeah, I think it's gonna be over I think it's gonna be around above current market price as well, for sure. Cool. For sure. Okay. Awesome. Well, just to let you guys know, well above the current market price came in first with 33% of the vote, but tied for second was at or around the current price or slightly above the current price. So it seems like everybody who responded is quite bullish. Most of the people who responded are quite bullish. Um, only 11% said slightly below the current price and no one said well below the current price. Uh, so overall, I think it was... Uh, a really good survey this week. I'm looking forward to doing this every week. I think this is a fun kind of uh, glimpse into how everybody's feeling. Um, and I hope you and you all out there enjoy it as well. Yeah. And, you know, even for everyone who's doing the survey as well, you know, retweet it out because, again, it's just going to help gain more people's insights on, you know, their mindsets of treasure right now and, you know, just everyone's current sentiment. That's for sure. Thanks for that suggestion, Al. I just want to get more of a collective and, you know, just a quantitative answer for just the server itself. Again, the more the better. So, you know, share the share the survey out get everyone's minds on it it's gonna again just give us a better insight as well yeah and that concludes another episode of magic hour friends if you like what you hear please like and subscribe to our youtube or spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you can listen to your podcasts you can also follow us on twitter at magic hour pod all the links are found on our link tree which is in the show notes from all of us we appreciate your support for bridge world mm-hmm.